Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Emotional Intelligence Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm thankful that you are taking a minute out of your day to listen and see what this podcast is all about. This is an introduction, maybe a little bit of a preview, and we'll get into episode one soon. But for now, let me just start off with some basic information, because maybe you're really familiar with emotional intelligence, and that's why you're checking out this podcast. But maybe it's been recommended to you, and you're curious, and you want to learn more about what emotional intelligence is. Well, there are varying definitions, because in the last five to ten years, there have been a lot of people coming up and developing their own models and their own approach, their unique approaches to emotional intelligence. So let me give you just one definition, something that's sort of a, a, a blend and a mixture of different definitions, but this can give us a good baseline to start from so you know what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. So I would say emotional intelligence is the ability to be aware of and to control and express your thoughts and feelings and to do it in a way that allows you to better, more effectively engage and manage relationships with other people, especially when strong feelings and emotions are involved. Now, there are a lot of different ways we could take this, and in these first few episodes, what I really wanna do is just dive in and talk about some of the different components, the pieces, the skills that comprise this idea, this concept of emotional intelligence. Eventually, I'm gonna be bringing on some guests, doing some interviews, talking to experts, talking to leaders, talking to managers, talking to your everyday person about the intersection of emotional intelligence and the challenges and the goals and the path that they are on. Now, emotional intelligence is important not just because I say it is, but there's actual research that goes to point out about how emotional intelligence can be a predictor of success in certain times of jobs. In fact, there's one study that came out and said that 58% of success in every job can be tied back to a person's level of emotional intelligence. Now, there's obviously emotional intelligence, which we're talking about, but you're probably more familiar with IQ, right? That, that sort of more uh, problem-solving, critical thinking intelligence, and they're really different. IQ tends to be a more static, um, it is what it is, you, you really can't improve upon it. It's just sort of based on how you're wired. Uh, emotional intelligence actually is dynamic. If you were to take an assessment, that would be seen as a snapshot, just a, a glimpse at where you're at today but if you want to grow and develop better emotional intelligence, if you want to have more skill and competency and fitness when it comes to your emotional intelligence, you can do that with time, with energy, effort, and consistency. So it's encouraging to me. That's one of the reasons why I think this is so important and worth talking about is that one path towards growth and success could be for you to really focus in on emotional intelligence. And like I said, we'll get into specifics. We'll talk about really practical things, questions that you can use to sort of assess yourself, but also strategies and different ways that you can improve your emotional intelligence intentionally so that you can end up where you want to end up. Now, one of the very basic ideas around emotional intelligence is that self-awareness is critical. It's essential. In fact, I was a part of an organization and we constantly talked about how all growth begins with self-awareness. And I could not possibly agree more because if you know and you are aware of what you feel and what you think, then you can do something with that information. If you have an understanding of where your feelings and where your thoughts are coming from, you can do something with that. And if you are honest about both your strengths and your weaknesses, well then you can continue to grow and develop 
in whatever area of life you want to grow and develop in. Now, in case you are tempted to think that emotional intelligence is just sort of the, the, the sort of recent trend, it's a fad, we'll get past this eventually, I would just encourage you to think as we go into these next couple of episodes is how does this apply to your life in a way that isn't about uh, an assessment or a model or definitions, but really thinking through what does it look like to be aware of who I am and how I think and how I process information? What does it mean to be able to, to manage and intentionally direct my response in tough conversations or challenging circumstances? What does it mean to be able to understand and connect and engage with other people, not based on what I need, but understanding more closely what they need and how they see the world? Whether you wanna use the term emotional intelligence or not isn't all that important to me. Uh, there, there's a sort of a famous quote that, that gets attributed in a couple different places, but it comes back to this idea that all models are wrong. Every assessment that you take is never going to perfectly de- identify you. It's never going to f- define you, thankfully, uh, and give you that silver bullet understanding and solution. But here's the key. All models are wrong. Some are useful. And I think emotional intelligence is a model. It's a concept. It's a way of viewing your skills and your abilities, the way that you navigate life that is really, really useful. Now, emotions are really complex. They can seem mysterious. They can come out of nowhere. They can make it difficult for some of us to make decisions. Our families actually deeply shape the way that we handle our own emotions, right? Uh, In fact, if you don't handle emotions well, that's probably because you grew up in a family that didn't handle emotions well. But if you're an adult, if you are uh, moving through life, at some point you move beyond the influence of your family and you have the ability to start to grow and develop skills that maybe your family just wasn't able to help you develop and grow as a child. Emotions, they're, they're really interesting because I think that sometimes they're viewed as being soft and mushy and undefined and maybe even unnecessary in some people's minds. But I've come into this belief based on just some reading and looking at it in my own life and, and, and coaching executives, business leaders, managers, everyday people, the view that emotions are actually data. Emotions are information. They're signals from a part of my brain that are trying to tell me something. They're trying to get me to pay attention to something and either take action towards something or, or avoid a danger or a threat. The, the challenging part, though, is that emotions don't have to be accurate. That message that part of your brain is trying to tell you of be afraid or be sad or be scared or be uncertain or be confident, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's accurate just because you think it or you feel it, which is why, especially for people who aren't used to interacting and thinking about their feelings and their emotions, sometimes it seems easier to just ignore them, to downplay them or to stuff them. The emotions don't have to be accurate, but they're just trying to help you avoid risk, loss, pain, or embarrassment. And really, if you're able to sit and understand and be intentional to think about the way that you think, to be aware of how you make decisions, to understand the way that emotions are influencing your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other people, well, you can use that awareness to move into self-management. And self-management is being able to act in the way that you want to based on your values and your goals, rather than just going with an emotional response or gut reaction, or rather than just ignoring that emotional response or gut reaction. Now, I am not a psychologist or a counselor. Um, I have uh, studied emotional intelligence for five years now, something that I use in my executive coaching 
as a leadership developer and as an organizational consultant. It's an important part of my personal growth in my life, in my relationships, and it's something that I've studied academically as well. So I have some experience with this, but by no means should you take my thoughts and my words as psychological uh, opinions or as uh, directions that you might get from a medical doctor or a counselor. I would always, always, always encourage you to talk to a professional if you feel like that would be good and necessary. But I think there's still a lot we can talk about. So in the upcoming episodes, we're going to talk about self-awareness. We're going to talk about self-management. We're going to talk about social awareness, things like empathy and social responsibility. We're going to talk about relationship management, being able to be assertive, to be independent, to collaborate and work together with other people, and to work through challenges, to work through conflict. All of this builds on top of that base, off of that foundational level of self-awareness. It all begins there. So that's where we're going to start off. Let me give you a couple quotes that I love related to what we're going to be talking about before we wrap up this intro and just get used to it because I love me some quotes. So here's a quote from a book called Primal Leadership, which is a great book on emotional intelligence by Daniel Goleman and Richard Boyatzis. The quote says this, no creature can fly with just one wing. Gifted leadership occurs where heart and head, feeling and thought meet. These are the two wings that allow a leader to soar. I love this quote because it just points out this idea that we have to engage with both the head and the heart. We can't ignore one and favor the other, even though most of us are tempted to do just that. We may think that that paying attention to emotions, talking about feelings is unnecessary, it's soft, it's, uh, it's unhelpful, but the fact is is that you have a heart, you have thoughts that lead to feelings, and so the heart is important to pay attention to. We can't just rely on the head. But there are also people who are so connected to how they feel and to what their thoughts are that they are so focused on following their heart that they are very emotionally driven and that it's difficult for those people to really have an objective view on thinking through things critically from a more objective perspective. We can't just be led by our heart. The head is important as well. So if we want to fly, we have to rely on both the head and the heart, not just in the business world, but in leading ourselves, leading our families, engaging in meaningful community. And a second quote for you before we wrap up comes from Jonah Lehrer in his book, How We Decide. He says, when we are cut off from our feelings, the most banal decisions become impossible. A brain that can't feel can't make up its mind. Now that's something you can think about before the next episode, this idea that we actually need to feel in order to make decisions. It's true because we can't fix what we aren't aware of. And oftentimes our brain is trying to tell us something through how we feel, through our emotions, sadness and anger and frustration and doubt and hope and optimism. Reality is always our friend. Even if we don't want to face it, even if it will be difficult, reality will always be our friend by helping us become more self-aware and figuring out what matters to us most, where we wanna go, and then figuring out a path to get there. Now, if you aren't aware of what you need, what you need to water, what you need to weed, or what needs to be put in the light, you're just not gonna be able to do it. You also can't give away what you don't know that you possess. So if you want to intentionally use and leverage the skills and abilities and ideas that you have, you have to have a certain level of awareness, self-awareness, to do so. So we're gonna talk first up in the first episode about self-awareness. What does it look like? How do you practice it? 
If you aren't very self-aware, how would you even know? Thanks for checking this podcast out. I would encourage you to share it on social media, let people know, and you can look forward to hearing episode one from the Emotional Intelligence Podcast next week.